Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house. Sideline. Pylon. Touchdown. And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast, another episode of the Punt and Pass pandemic podcast, the Quarantine Chronicles. We've been rocking and rolling. We have had a ton of great guests join us, and you know what? I have just realized I had a pretty good idea starting these Quarantine Chronicles because when I reach out to people to see if they will join me, I know pretty damn well that they do not have an excuse to say no. So that's paid off dividends, and I really appreciate you tuning in as well. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Punt and Pass, and follow me, at Drew Butler. Got a great guest for you guys today. I think it's interesting to continue to learn about the impact on the sports world and the business world when it comes to this coronavirus pandemic, this self-isolation quarantine period and we're putting those two together with our guest today that's right sports and business we are joined in just a bit by brett jeffries currently brett works for the dallas cowboys he works with their partnerships and marketing he formerly did the same thing with the atlanta braves working in corporate partnerships and marketing and before that he was an offensive assistant for georgia football that's right he worked for georgia in 2013 2014 and 2015 that's three offensive coordinators if you remember correctly mike bobo in 13 Brian Schottenheimer, which may be forgettable for some, in 2014, and then Kirby Smart's first year under Jim Cheney in 2015. What is it like working in corporate partnerships and marketing for an NFL franchise right now when nobody's at work? And if you know, all NFL franchises had to shut down their facilities. So Brett is at home in Georgia working remote trying to see if companies that the Cowboys are working with are going to be cutting costs because if you know marketing and advertising dollars are usually quick to go amid a worldwide recession, a worldwide pandemic that we are currently in. But it's not all gloom and doom. We're going to have a great conversation about what he does on a daily basis, how this has affected the work of the Dallas Cowboys, which of course is America's team to some. And then we touch on Georgia football in the absence of spring practice. What spring practice is like from a coach's perspective, especially with a new offensive coordinator, with which Brett did twice, Schottenheimer and Jim Cheney. It's a great chat. We talk about NFL free agency, the NFL draft going on as scheduled, what's going on behind the scenes in Dallas, and then wrap it up with Georgia football. Brett is a great listen. Let's tune into him now. Here he is, Brett Jeffries. 
Okay, let's welcome in our guest on this episode of the Quarantine Chronicles Punt and Pass Pandemic Podcast. We've had a ton of great guests, NFL players, NFL prospects, PGA Tour golfers, caddies, sports psychologists, radio hosts, and we had a small business owner earlier this week in TJ Calloway. Brett Jeffries joins us now. He is in the sports business world, currently does corporate partnerships and marketing for the Dallas Cowboys, used to work for the Atlanta Braves in the same capacity, and interestingly enough, Brett was an offensive assistant for Georgia football, 2013, 2014, 2015. So he touched on a couple of different offensive coaches. But, Brett, thanks for joining us, man. Obviously, it is just a bizarre time to be in sports, especially on the business side, corporate partnerships and marketing like you do in Dallas. You're home in Atlanta right now, kind of a shelter-in-place situation. What's work been like the past three weeks as you've been navigating this landscape? Yeah, Drew, first of all, thanks for having me on. I think it's uh, pretty uh, crazy times as I've kind of listened um, and a big fan of the podcast in general. But you guys do a great job. And I think right now it's just such a crazy landscape for sports in general. Um, I think we've talked about it a little bit before, but just the fact that right now um, sports is is kind of a lifeline for a lot of people. Um, and, and the fact that everyone's at home and kind of mewling over such a bigger impact of this coronavirus um, working from home, especially in sports. It's just been a totally different landscape. I mean, people are uh, working through kind of the, the back and forth of, well, what's uh, what sports going to look like in general. And yeah. I think uh, the NFL got a really, uh, I wouldn't say lucky is the, uh, yeah, lucky is probably the right word. I mean, it kind of came at a time where we're in the off season and, um, right now, the, the, truly the only big thing happening uh, is the draft upcoming. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of the, the, the mindset for us is uh, business as usual, but business at home. No question. And, and like you just said, I mean, sports is usually everybody's escape. Sports is supposed to be recession proof. It's what you turn to when you want to take your mind off whatever's going on in the world. Obviously not with this given situation because there are no sports. And yes, the NFL is lucky with their timing. They are rolling along business as usual. Free agency started right when really the entire quarantine lockdown period was beginning in America. And news right now, lately, today, tomorrow, yesterday, was that the NFL draft is going to continue. Adam Schefter has has made his opinion clear about it. Kirk Herbstreet says he is skeptical if we'll even have football uh, this upcoming fall. Before we get to that, though, kind of tell everybody what your role is with the Dallas Cowboys because it's not just football and front office and and and, and the actual game on the field. There is a lot of moving parts for an NFL franchise, and the Dallas Cowboys, hashtag America's team, you guys have a pretty big job to bring in the Bucks as well. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, uh, I would say, the backbone of, of the NFL, but also the uh, the backbone of our owner, uh, obviously, Jerry Jones. And um, he, um, I, I think it's such a, a true testament to him is, is what um, he was able to do in, in business to begin with and sort of why I'm with the Cowboys now. Um, yeah, so a, a little bit of uh, background. So corporate partnerships, um, anytime that you would have to see um, anything for, for instance, AT&T, um, at, at the stadium. So AT&T stadium, they are a corporate partner of the Cowboys. Um, so to make it a little bit easier, my job is to handle, um, I have about 50 different 
personal clients that we kind of roll with with the Cowboys. So anything from a, an official landscape company, um, I, I handle like Uber and Grey Goose, and we have a Cowboys golf club that I handle. Um, and basically how it works is each company um, exchange uh, exchanges some money or capital or trade um, that then we are able to uh, then give, give them some assets. So whether that's a, a suite for a game, uh, whether they get the rights to our mark, um, they can use in the marketplace. So, for instance, um, can have a AT&T stadium. The AT&T can use the Cowboys mark um, in, in any way that they would like it or choose in their marketing areas. So uh, that's sort of the background of what I do. Um, I, I, it's a lot of a um, working hand-in-hand with certain companies of, around what, what makes their marketing budget tick um, to then roll and coincide with what, uh, the Cowboys marketing um, and, and solutions would be. So anything around social media posts um, to full-on content, um, my, my job is to make all those happen. So working with these separate companies um, to fulfill their marketing uh, initiatives as well as help, um, help the Cowboys initiatives. So we, I, I like to work hand-in-hand hand with those guys, and um, so that's sort of the background um, a little bit of, uh, of what I do. It's very cool. And, you know, I obviously understand that having been in the NFL and, and you guys have a, a, a very big time job when it comes to bringing in money, making sure that everything is represented well and in the right ways during the game day experience and during the entire franchise. But during an economic downturn, during a recession, the hard times that we're seeing right now in such a quick period of time. You would think that advertising and marketing dollars are probably one of the first things that companies are going to set back on when they look to cut costs. How has your job changed in the past three weeks to a month with everything going on? I know you're working from home. You're back in Georgia right now. But as far as reaching out to some of these companies that you have really great relationships with, is there any strain on the business or new business that really is not going to be able to come to fruition because of everything that's happening? Yeah, yeah, uh, I would say a lot of that has changed drastically, and you're 100% right. Um, most CEOs or presidents of companies, their their first thought is, all right, what can we cut um, to make sure, first off, we're not furloughing or, or laying off as much people as possible, but really just keeping the business afloat. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing a lot of that. Um, right now, definitely our, our businesses um, would say slowed down. Um, I think that a lot of people are just in the mindset of, hey, let's kind of see where it goes. Um, I work with a lot of companies that also deal with baseball, basketball, hockey even. And so those sort of things are more on the forefront of, hey, we already have some dollars put in here. Um, so let's kind of work on those and we'll come to football later. Um, seen a lot of that. I think the big thing for us is is still showcasing I mean, my, my job in, in, in all of this has really just been a, a, the, the backbone for the Cowboys for these people. Um, it's checking in, saying, hey, how's your business rolling? Um, if you need anything, I'm always here. Um, we'll say new business has been uh, a, a good bit of a struggle just in the forefront of guys, guys don't know what's going to happen. I think everyone's just kind of up in the air um, dealing with uh, even manufacturers over in China that – um, even have product and things of that nature. That's sort of the, the biggest deterrent that we've seen lately is just people don't know what the next step is in their business. Um, I, and we were, 
I was able to listen uh, to uh, podcasts about Onward Reserve, and I mean, these guys they're they're just trying to to make the next week, and, yeah. and we understand that, and and we want to help in that front too. Um, there's there's ways that we're um, as much as we can help on whether we'll we'll wait on some payment or, or things around that. Like we're we're, we're open to helping uh, because we understand sort of where everyone is is at is at a standing right now. No, it makes total sense. And like you said, so much of this stuff is already well underway, especially with spring football. Spring football is big in the NFL. You have OTAs right after the NFL draft. That leads into minicamp, and then you get a nice little six-week break before training camp. And a lot of times during OTAs, there are tons of responsibilities on the corporate side to get players involved with the businesses that the franchises have relationships with. How have you seen those things change? Have you had to reach out to people to say, hey, guys, you're not going to be able to come to practice or we're not going to have this Saturday scrimmage or minicamp has been canceled? What's that been like really from a communication standpoint from the team and the franchise to the corporate partnerships division, which is sitting there trying to manage everybody being able to make ends work? Yeah, it's been tough. Um, I think one of the big things that I was also um, helping out on a corporate partnership side is we had – uh, a huge draft party um, set time. up in Dallas. Those are huge. Um, and yeah, massive. I mean, and you know how much uh, Dallas loves the Cowboys. So it, it's a big event that we had at AT&T stadium for uh, Thursday night. And then we're going to have it at a local, um, a, a local pub uh, around the area in Dallas for Friday um, and, and making those decisions of, yeah, it's, we, we can't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, we have partners that are aligned with, um, certain things there that we're contractually obligated to have draft assets in there. Um, anywhere from, I mean, we have some partners that ha- go on and, and do a draft pick for us yep. um, on on air, um, and now we're not really sure what that looks like. Um, we're still waiting on a little bit of the NFL's time of, hey, we know we're doing this virtually, but what does that look like? Is there a platform? Are we doing things on Twitch? Are we doing things? There's so many different questions that need to be answered on that front regarding the draft. Um, I know you brought it up there earlier, but I think the draft for the teams are, are just, it's Adam Schefter mentioned it, but it, it's almost become a little unfair. I mean, I think now uh, a lot of our um, scouts and things of that nature are having to do draft meetings over uh, over the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not able to meet in person. They're not able to bring in guys that, um, they, they weren't able to see. Uh, I think the biggest hurt, and we can talk about this a little bit too, but I mean, some of the guys that weren't invited to the combine that normally would get drafted from a pro day, um, for instance, from Georgia, I, I think a guy that would have done really well at a pro day is Tyler Clark, mm-hmm. um, that, that a lot of these guys don't know anything about unless they watch some film and he pops off a couple times. And these guys are missing out on um, the ability to bring guys in um, talk with them, learn more about them. Um, it's all being kind of over the, the computer now. So just a lot of different changes there um, that we're trying to try and relay to partners as best we can um, with the information that we had. But like you mentioned earlier, we're all kind of in this uh, la land of, well, we think things are going to happen, but we're not really sure what's going to happen at this point. Yeah, it's crazy, and you guys in corporate and marketing have to sit there and be ready to rock and roll with whatever decisions are made, which is no doubt a tough position to be in, but 
you bring up a great point. I mean, when it comes to these pre-draft visits, teams identify the prospects that they are most interested in. And if they have any questions about them or if they just want to get to learn more about them, they'll bring them in to visit. Or the scouts will go to the schools and work them out privately. And it's just an opportunity to see how they work, how they react to coaching. Or if you bring them on to your campus, you can check them out with your own medical staff. You can ask them questions. You can go out to dinner with them. It's just a totally different aspect to get to know the prospect Teams are not having that ability. I mean, we've talked about it in podcasts past here on the Quarantine Chronicles. There's no spring football and college football. It's not only Georgia that's not able to do it. Everybody has to ebb and flow with the new normal that is in the spring of 2020 with the self-isolation period. How that's going to affect one franchise to another? Who's going to be able to take advantage of it? I don't know, but... You look at some of these prospects who have played in the SEC who do have a lot of tape, a guy like Tyler Clark. I know Brian Harrion went to the Combine, but a guy like Brian Harrion, like these scouts and these coaches, they're going to have to pull the trigger on guys and just trust their own processes and, and, and hope that it works out. But an unprecedented set of circumstances for NFL scouts, NFL general managers and front offices leading into this 2020 draft. And let's talk about it because it's made a ton of news and it seems like doom and gloom with speculation for the football season is taking over late this week. You know, I am remaining optimistic, okay? And I'm remaining level-headed and just saying to myself, yes, the decisions are going to have to be made probably mid-June to July. Football season is five months away, okay? And the NFL, I think, made the right decision a couple of weeks ago when they said, let's continue with free agency. We're not going to have to put anybody in harm's way. Yes, we'll have to maneuver around physicals being done, and we can't have the pre-free agency visits that some teams have, but caught a little bit of blowback carried on business as usual. I think in general, the American public said, thank you for that. It was a little bit of a reprieve. You had some news to take your mind off of the daily negativity, which has just become astounding. But now, Brett, the NFL draft and and the league and Roger Goodell has says, you know what? We're going on with it on the dates as planned. Yes, it was supposed to be in Las Vegas. Obviously, Vegas is completely shut down. They're doing it virtually now. They're going to do it over the same dates. Adam Schefter, and we haven't really gotten into it yet, we've mentioned his name, was on Scott Van Pelt a couple of nights ago and said, cannot believe the NFL is doing this. There's carnage in the streets. Bodies are being taken out in body bags, and the NFL is just going to say, here you go. Why not? Now, Schefter was a proponent last week of having the NFL draft and figuring out ways to make it as creative as possible. This week, a complete 180. He says it's completely insane that the NFL is continuing. I want to know your thought process because you guys have – you. I mean, it has to happen, I think, from an NFL standpoint, just to continue the, 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 the calendar fluidity of the league. I want to know what you think, and then I'll give you my, um, I'll give you my opinion. Should it happen? Yeah. So I, I, in my opinion, I, I think it should happen um, I, for the, the sole reason of right now um, there are kind of a, what I mentioned earlier is we, 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 we almost like we need sports. Yes. Um, we need some sort of spot of, wow, like this is a, a tough time where there, like you had just said, we're, we're struggling with the, such the negativity around and i know the draft is such a cool time for nfl franchises for college kids dreams coming true i mean there's so many things that can be positive 
surrounding this. And, and I think the, the biggest thing that we were able to see a little bit of is as soon as we started making some free agency deals, we signed Gerald McCoy, we signed some other uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dick, some mm-hmm. other guys up there, and everyone's response you, you obviously have your Twitter trolls and stuff like that, but it, it's like, wow, like love to see the Cowboys making moves or just something to get the minds off of such the negativity. Now, I, I do agree with Schefter and the fact that the preparation for these teams and things are going to be a lot tougher, um, which which will be a little bit of a strain. But at the end of the day, I think that uh, the NFL draft is such a positive event that, yes, we're going to have to do it virtually. You might have to see some live look-ins on FaceTime with some of these guys that get drafted. But you, you love to see those reactions of these kids that, their dreams are coming true with their families all around. Now you might not have more than 10 people there, but like I said, like it's just, I think that overall the draft is such a, such a positive event that I think it should happen. I agree. And I I think it will happen. Obviously there's a lot of time before now and four weeks from now and a lot can change. And if you watch the news, you know that the peak is supposed to be in two weeks here in America, and it's just going to get worse until that point. But they're not putting anybody in harm's way, right? They're doing it virtually. They are adapting to the circumstance, and that's what they have to do. I think the NFL is taking the right approach by just saying, guys, we're going to take a deep breath. We're adapting. We're not putting anybody in harm's way, and we're just continuing with business. I mean, people have to continue to work. Now, is it an essential business? Uh, you could argue that, but obviously it's not. I mean, you're working from home right now, Brett. I'm sure a lot of the yeah. teams, and I think all facilities have been shut down in the NFL. Yeah, so they're, they're making all of the right changes to make sure that, one, they can get their work done. Two, they're preparing for just about anything. And three, which I think might be most important, they're getting people to take their minds off of whatever it is that they're worrying about. That's what football is all about. That's why football – Owns the fall. It's the best game. Everybody loves it so much. It is America's game. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's so much we could talk about. And obviously, this is only going to continue to change day by day. But um, the corporate aspect, the marketing aspect, for sure, is having to navigate these crazy times. And you are right there on the forefront, Brett. I mean, I, I would love to check back in with you and ask what's happening. Are you losing business? Are you gaining business somehow? Are you having to switch up some companies that no longer want to work with the Cowboys or whatever? But um, that insight yeah. has been extremely helpful, and I think everybody yeah. uh, has appreciated hearing about it. I think everybody also would appreciate to hear you talk about Georgia football a little bit. As I mentioned in the open, you're a former offensive assistant. You worked under Coach Bobo, Coach Schottenheimer, and Coach Jim Chaney his first year at Georgia. What are these guys doing without spring football? I mean, I have said it time and time again. Georgia, with such high expectations in 2020, may have needed spring football more than anybody. New quarterback, new offensive coordinator, new special teams coordinator. Those 15 practices in that spring game would have been huge, Brett. Oh, absolutely massive. And I think you you know it first first off as well as having a new quarterback in there, um, potentially, whether it's Jamie Newman or Stetson Bennett, Dwan Mathis, Carson Beck, whoever it is. I mean, those guys, they need reps. And uh, I think that's the biggest miss, obviously. Um, but I, I think the coaches are, I mean, they're having to adapt. And I, I think there was a, something that came out that said that they're meeting with players for two hours throughout the week on 
what or on zoom or what, whatever it might be. Um, I think right now is, is a ton through, I mean, we were, we were working on installs. We were working on, um, it, especially the new offensive coordinator, which we, I basically did every year. Um, it, it's all about the new terminology. Yep. A lot of the, a, a lot of people don't necessarily realize that a lot of these offensive coordinators have very, very similar plays. You can only do so much, uh, offensively that really transitions things, but it's really the, the new terminology is huge. I mean, last year, uh, a motion, right. Could have been a certain name and now it's a different name because that's what Todd Monkett wants. Yeah. So the, that is, I think the biggest um, thing that they can work on right now, they can still do um, is it's going to be a little bit more difficult to make sure these guys are actually putting in that time and effort. But I think at the end of the day, there, there is some things to work on. Obviously I, I'm sure you've seen Scott Sinclair's working tirelessly <laughs> yeah. on doing some di- different uh workouts for people at home but he's doing the same thing for these guys too i mean they're they're gonna have to be in shape they're gonna have to be ready to rock because i feel like at this point it's gonna be at best come back in and do a a quick maybe couple practices before camp yeah and then we're and and we're ready to rock and roll i mean that's and and of course we know we don't truly know what's going to happen but that, that, I think, is my best-case scenario. Yeah, if I had to take a guess, Brett, I think the NCAA is going to have to jump in with some new legislation that says guys can come onto campus this summer if it's even allowed, and they'll lift some restrictions and say coaches can work with them. There will have to be an acclimation period, maybe let them get 10 practices in before fall camp starts, and you can only invite 105 guys to fall camp. But you can't just throw them to the wolves and say we're good to go on you know July 31st or August 1st or whatever and say go get your 30 practices and be ready Labor Day weekend that certainly won't happen but you bring up a great point I mean spring football is install right especially with new offensive coaches you cannot forget the fact that these guys spend so much time in the film room right you are watching tape you're reviewing last year's tape you're going to be reviewing Munkin's offense you're going to be reviewing practices you're going to be working on the terminology getting everything down doing walkthroughs that's what spring is for so then during the summer you can work on it alone just with players and then when fall camp starts the coaches expect you to know what the hell is going on and how to hit the ground running so it's a tough time. It is a tough time, okay? Yeah. I said that I am remaining optimistic, all right? And I need your thoughts. What's going to happen with football season? When will we get an answer? Because it seems like coaches are saying we'll need to know by June, mid-June, early July at the latest what's going to happen. I mean, it, it's just – it's crazy right now, Brett. You can look at two different sides, get two different answers. Tell me what you think. Please don't, please don't ruin my day. <laughs> no, I am. I'm right there with you. I, I'm an optimistic person. Um, I think that at the end of the day, the, uh, the, the South in general would absolutely riot if we did not have college football. Um, I, I think that at this point, I, I agree with a lot of these coaches. We're going to have to know by early to mid June, um, maybe even late, late May. Um, I, I think at this point, it's all kind of dependent on how, our administration kind of handles it uh, when it comes to letting businesses back open um, to really kind of help with this curve. I mean, I think I I don't want to act like I know everything about this, but I think once we can kind of put a handle on 
um, flattening out the curve, as uh, everyone has been saying. Um, I think that's when we'll really get a true um, understanding of what these coaches are going to have to deal with. And whether it is guys coming back on campus in June and July to get that work and get back in shape with coaches. I, I totally agree with you. I think there's going to have to be some legislation there, but I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think football is going to happen. Um, now I, I might think that there could be some twists on some scheduling and things of that nature, but at, at the end of the day, I think, I, I think football is going to happen. Yes. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for remaining optimistic. Again, the biggest thing I think for the NFL, for colleges, for whoever needs to start in the fall Remain business as usual. Obviously, take the necessary precautions based on the regulations that the government has put in place. But let's just see what happens five months from now. we got a long time. I'll trust the professionals, and I'll follow their directions. And hopefully, hopefully, and it may look different, like you just said, hopefully we will have football this fall. Brett, really yeah, appreciate totally, you, my man. Go ahead. Oh, so, sorry. I was going to jump in. I, I wanted to hear, I, I, mean, I think, on, on this front as well, I mean, we talked a little bit about the uh, the offensive coaching, um, but now with Scott Cochran in, new special teams guy, um, not really sure kind of what his mindset is on on how the special teams are going to operate, but I'm sure he's going to have some some changes there as well. So that's another I don't know just thought process to think through that he's not able to be there with a lot of these new kids to get to know him throughout the year, um, and I know a lot of the Alabama guys loved him, but not being able to be with those guys throughout the spring, um, I think is, is huge there as well. It's huge. It is just, it's very valuable time lost. When I was in school, I used to call spring football the season for no reason. I mean, I hated it. I did not want to kick. <laughs> I thought it was stupid. I thought I was wasting reps and now being out of it and looking back and saying, damn, Georgia's not going to have spring practice. That's pretty tough. Uh, maybe that was just me being a young punk back in the day, but you're totally right. I mean, Scott Cochran needed this time to get his terminology down, to, to get his system installed, regardless of how much he was going to delegate to some of the other assistant coaches. We spoke with Trevor Moad, who was at Alabama with Coach Cochran and Kirby, and said Cochran had always been involved with special teams. You know, I will hold my judgment until I see the product on the field. I obviously hold Georgia special teams to a very high standard. I really liked Coach Fountain. I thought he was extremely good with the schematics of special teams and X's and O's in general. Um, interested to see if Coach Cochran can get those guys as committed and fired up to play in the third phase, which of course is special teams, as people think he will. Then I think Georgia's going to be able to do pretty well just based on effort alone. But man, it would have been nice to see Georgia in the G Day game, Jamie Newman, Todd Munkin. Scott Cochran, new energy, new faces, and we're just not getting that. But we will wait. No. We will certainly yeah. wait. And I know that you will be working your tail off with the Dallas Cowboys. Again, Brett Jeffries, corporate partnerships and marketing, former Georgia football offensive assistant. I really appreciate your time, my man. Thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate it as well, Drew. Uh, hopefully the, the girls are staying well, and hope you guys stay safe. You know it, brother. Thanks again, and have a great one, all right? Great chat with Brett there. Really appreciate him joining Punt and Pass and the Quarantine Chronicles. I learned a lot. I hope you learned a lot, too. And most importantly, I hope you are remaining optimistic when it comes to football returning this fall. How will it look? Who knows? But what good does doom and gloom do us 
on April the 1st, right? We are just entering April. Football does not start, people, until September. So remain positive, please. Let the professionals do their work. Stay inside. Social distance. Do your part so we can get back to normalcy sooner rather than later. I remain optimistic that we will have football this fall. I don't know how it will look, but I know that we will have football this fall. Be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me as well, at Drew Butler. I really appreciate everyone's continued support of the podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe as you always do. And we will talk to you soon again. See you.